Hi, it's Rainy G. Been a few weeks for the, since I've been on here. Um, actually, several, but I've had a lot of things going on, just like the country has a lot of things going on, and each of you do. Um, there's many things happening within families, and then as you expand out within states and within the country and then within the world, some of them are nature-related, weather, harp, H-A-A-R-P, dormant volcanoes that are spewing steam in the United States, um, people hearing booms in Massachusetts like they did in Wisconsin and Michigan a couple of years ago. <clears throat> and if you have been listening to me over the course of the last 10 years, um, a few years ago, maybe even just two, one of my prediction podcasts talked about how we are going to see volcanoes in places we've never seen them before. Um, and they are starting to spew steam in several states in the United States. <clears throat> We're also going to see earthquakes in places we've never seen them. Oklahoma, South Carolina, Tennessee, Kentucky, New York, Canada. Big ones in Mexico last week. 7.4 and 7.9. Um, many little earthquakes go up the California coast, up into Alaska, but the ring of fire is pretty active. And when the ring of fire is as active as it is, um, the ring of fire being where the earthquakes are out in the Pacific and the Pacific rims, um, that's the shifting of the tectonic plates beneath the surface of the earth, which are the electromagnetic magnets, really. And when they start shifting around, of course, they open up little spaces that allow for the heat to come through, which is the beginning of a volcano in the first place. It's an eruption. The earth is erupting. The earth is shifting. And people within their minds and hearts and maybe even their souls are shifting. We've seen a lot of anti-Christian um, sentiment and, and a movement in the United States and across the world because of the Islamic movement. And the Islamic movement has been around for thousands of years, by the way. Their idea and their goal is to have an entire world that is under Sharia law. And I have podcasts from the past on all of the Sharia law um, tenets that are included in the Quran. So those of you who still believe that Islam is a nation of peace, I suggest that you read the Quran or get someone to read it to you and make sure that you skip all the pages up to the last one because one of the bases of the Quran is that anything that's, that preceded the writings of the last writing doesn't count anymore. So the last writings talk about um, killing all infidels and taking over the world and um, causing an Islamic state in the entire world. And so if you're going to read the Quran, just read the last page. Maybe last five, if you want to really get a, a feeling for what's going on. That's erupting everywhere. It's being promoted by our own government here in the United States. If you don't believe Barack Obama is with the Muslims um, and, and the Islamic caliphate that is growing everywhere. Read his books. Even though they were written by Bill Ayers, they are still, um, the words are relevant. 
when push comes to shove, he will stand with the Muslims. And we now have Muslim infiltration within our own government, within our local governments, our courts. And it's showing up everywhere. What it's doing is exactly what the Marxist-Leninists wanted to do in the first place, was um, overtake the United States as being this evil, evil power. And yet, it's the place where everybody came to to build the United States. So I guess the whole world was evil to begin with, according to that. And uh, <clears throat> taking over this power is is now on many fronts, from the global banks, the um, New World Order groups, the United Nations, the Islamic and Mo Muslim Brotherhood, um, of which our president is a member the communists, the Marxists, the Leninists, the Stalinists. Um, they're all out there. They're all doing their thing. And the Earth is going to do its thing, too. Being part Native American, I look at the Earth as mother. Um, it's been called mother, and the sky is called father. That's really, those two names are really um, uh, Anglo-Saxon in nature because the... Uh, Traditionalists will look at what is above and what is below and all of us as a part of everything and not really name them according to traditional family values. Now that would, that would sound like something coming from a liberal. And no traditional family values, no mother, father. Well, there are, there's no mother, fathers in the animal kingdom either. There's, there's a male and female, there are partners, there are partners who are, um, Sometimes six or seven males will guard one female and vice versa. Sometimes the female has the lazy eggs and then leaves and the male takes care of them. So there's not a, a full compass of traditional families in the animal kingdom. There aren't in the plant kingdom either. Um, you know, the bees help fertilize different, different plants and flowers, etc. that are blooming like crazy out here today. But in... Our human society, we look at mother, father. So, a lot of things are happening with mothers and fathers all over the world. Um, women under Sharia law, of course, are are worthless, and uh, except for sex and reproduction, and um, and if they do anything outside of what the Islamic law or the male law says, they will be beheaded, stoned, or or uh, killed otherwise um, and we don't seem to to ever see that in the media anymore we don't really care what's going on with women all over the world what is happening though is that it's also coming to the United States and it is here and in fact um, a woman was beheaded during Barack Obama's campaign in 2008 in Buffalo New York that story hit the papers for maybe five days and then disappeared one of the goals of the Marxist-Leninists is to first um, go through the churches because people look to church and religion as a spiritual guide. If you're still doing that, please be careful because most of the churches are as corrupt as anything else now and, it's, and their leaders just as bad. Look at Father Flager and, and uh, Louis Farrakhan and Reverend Wright and anybody else you want to name out there. Their goal is the same as our president's to, in some ways, to change the United States into a um, 
third world country, basically. Non-productive, spread the wealth around, make everybody poor, and then, you know, build high-rises like in China and put everybody to work in the basement doing Monsanto's work of genetically modifying our food so that eventually not only does our food kill us and the air kill us and the water kill us but and the vaccinations kill us, but then when people start... Um, disobeying, which is civil disobedience, then then they have the privilege of being killed by their own governments if that's what is, is um, deemed necessary. If you look at Agenda 21, and please Google it and look in your own areas, um, Agenda 21 is thriving. It is being um, promoted and enforced and supported by local governments, state governments, counties, and the country, and the UN, and other countries, to depopulate the earth by a, a third, um, not too long from now, and make sure that those who are remaining in the population are under the control of a new world order, a world government. So we have a lot going on, and I have to bring all that back down to you as the individual and families as a unit and units as part of a community and communities as part of the whole. And that's not an easy thing to do all the time. I, I deal with um, people from age 12 to 102 all over the place geographically and all over the place mentally and emotionally. And they are within their own units or outside of their units um, trying to survive and 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 going a little crazy, I guess is the only word I can use. Um, they are erupting like the earth is erupting. They are shifting. They are trying to find some kind of balance someplace. They're trying to cleanse the past. Um, they're trying to see the future and figure out how to live in the present. And everything on our planet is doing the same thing. Um, the electromagnetic fields around the Earth are changing because of our energy. We create the energy around us that causes the shifts and the, the imbalances. With every thought, with every action, with every emotional, emotional outburst, which is energy in motion, every time we use our energy in a way that is destructive towards each other, um, it causes destruction everywhere. And that's not changing, and it's probably not going to change very quickly or even the right way soon. Um, it, people are feeling the insanity of the chaos. And that's exactly what the Marxists and Leninists and Stalinists, the Communists, the Progressives would like you to feel. Like you don't know which way to turn. You don't know what's going to happen next. You sit in fear. You, you go on Facebook or Twitter or MySpace or um, whatever on your iPhones and some people totally ignore everything that's going on and, and um, get into talking about drugs or sex or whatever or music, whatever. And a lot of people are on one side of the fence or the other politically and are on Facebook constantly um, or the other social media talking about those things trying to find answers. Well, the answers are probably not there. The answers are around you. The answers are also within you. We have to be interdependent. 
not codependent, not dependent, not independent. As a country, we need to be independent of the New World Order rule, the United Nations, etc. But as a people, we have to learn interdependence. Finding those parts of each other and ourselves that complement growth spiritually, mentally, physically, that complement and enhance and support our abilities to overcome the evil and the negativity that is now surrounding us. And we have to do that in a way that comes from the heart and the soul, that comes from love, that comes from understanding history. History is his story. That's his story of what has happened in the past. And we repeat it constantly. We constantly repeat history. We may learn it or think we know it, but we repeat it. However, what the progressives have done is they've changed history or erased it in many instances in our schools so that our children, even those who are 16, 17, 19, 20 years old going to college, have no idea what our history is. You ask them what the revolution was and you'd be surprised how many don't know. If you ask them who Abraham Lincoln was, many don't know. George Washington, in their minds, was just a slave owner. Who was the first president? They have no idea. Um, all that history, all those civics classes that we used to have that weren't called civics, um, they were social studies, I think, are gone. And when that history gets erased and rewritten, not only will it repeat itself, but it will repeat itself in, in the worst possible ways. So we have a lot to do and a lot to think about. Um, I mean, those of you who can get together and work together to, to stop what's happening in our schools, you will affect the next one to seven generations by doing that, by making sure that the textbooks or the reading materials or the online information that students are asked to pull from uh, is correct and is there. For those of you who are into the political world, you can make a difference for the next 7 to 15 generations, actually, by giving up what you have if you need to and being part of the city council, the mayor's office, state legislature, um, the federal government as far as Congress goes. We need to make sure that Congress is cleaned out completely in our country, except for maybe 12 or 15 Tea Party kind of candidates who say, you know what, the Constitution counts. The Constitution is not irrelevant. The Constitution was written to protect the people, not to find out what the government can do for you. And to keep that there, we need to make sure that that Congress is strong enough that if the wrong person is elected president, which is very possible, that they have the power and the guts to get rid of them, to make sure that this country doesn't go any further down the tubes as it has under Obama. So if you're into politics, you need to get into politics. And, and the excuse of, um, I can't, I, I have to look for work, I have to do this, I have to do that. Well, 
we've already shown through through the unemployment levels in the United States that there are several million people who are out of work and can't find work. So I just found you a job. That job is to save the republic. And this is a republic, not a democracy. It's not a democracy. If you don't know the difference between a, a republic and a democracy, please learn it. Um, you can go to my Facebook page. You can go to my website and and learn about it through all the podcasts. There's more than 200 of them out there on iTunes and on my website at earthwalk-usa.com. But you can learn the difference and know what has to be done to save this republic, to be able to salute our flag, not stomp on it or defecate on it, as the protesters, uh, the owls, the occupiers are doing. Um, the occupiers, by the way, are led by Van Jones and SEIU, the, the unions, for the same purpose of overtaking the United States of America, destroying capitalism, and changing us into a country that Obama can be proud of, something like Kenya. And uh, I do get FBI people sitting outside my house when I talk like this, and I post things, etc., and I don't care. I'm going to speak the truth always, and I'm going to do it without fear. And I guess that without fear statement is one of the biggest things I have to say. There are so many things happening in families, with kids, with our country, and so many people afraid to face them. They don't want conflict. They just want to pray. They don't want anything to be upset. They just want peace. They don't want to recognize that there are conflicts out there. They want to just go about their daily lives. Um, I, if you read history, you'll see that uh, there were many people who felt that in uh, 1938, in 1920, in 1917, in 1890, in 1860, and just keep on going. They all felt just like many people who are listening to this feel. If they just do their own thing, everything will be fine. That all of this other stuff is just hype and spin. Um, that the media would let us know for sure if there was something else going on. That's not happening anymore. The media doesn't really exist except for entertainment and for political gain. Um, greed is out there. That's true. People are very greedy. But that doesn't mean that people who help you to find work and, and um, find your strengths and weaknesses and what you were put on earth for because they make money are no good. If they didn't do that, then everybody would be unemployed. And I have some people who would tell me that's a good idea. We could all just barter. But with the history of our country over the several decades now, most people don't have the skills to barter. They don't have anything to trade. Women especially. And it's women who I become most concerned about, women and the children, because they are the ones least talked about, least written about, least understood least recognized and least respected. They are bringing up children um, as well as they can amidst all the educational chaos and the political stuff. And, uh, and their kids are trying to survive the best they can, not knowing who to turn to anymore, not knowing whether life is worth it. I have so many teenagers who write me and tell me, that they'd rather not live, that they're thinking of suicide, that death must must be better than what they're feeling. 
I have other ones who, when they check in with me, all they can say is they're bored. I was never bored one second of my entire life. I don't think. <laughs> As a kid, there was always something. Whether that was, you know, studying to make sure that you, you moved ahead in whatever you were trying to do, or inventing something, or discovering something, or creating something, or helping others to do those same things. Your friends, your units, your families, whatever you call, whatever your extended family is. I was never bored. But the kids are bored because they don't have um, an idea of how to create things anymore. They haven't been taught that. They don't know how to sit in their own space quietly and be their own best friends. They don't know how to find themselves within themselves. They look for outside help, just someone who can talk to them and say, you're okay, you're not a bad person, you can do this. Because so many are saying that they can't, or don't understand, or don't want to understand, or don't listen. Uh, I have uh, fathers who write to me and say, you know, my kid wants to do this, that, and the other, and I disagree. Well, and mothers too. They disagree with what their kids are trying to do. Well, now, they were all kids once, and they were all in college once, or not all, but they all went to school, and they, many went to college, and they didn't know what they were doing. And every day was a different goal. You know, today I'm going to start a business, and tomorrow I'm going to be a rock star, and the next day I'm going to be in the movies, and the next day I'm going to be a journalist and write for the New York Times or whatever. Because they're trying to find their way, and they need that guidance from someplace. They're not going to get it from the churches anymore because the churches have gone almost strictly political. You're either a white church or a black church, or a democratic church or a republican church, a Marxist-Leninist church, a communist church, or the um, less, lesser-known denominations that are actually so pro-church and institutionalized religion that they're just as bad on the opposite side of that fence because they push people into a religious doctrine that is strict and um, adheres to the patriarchal principles of, of um, power. And so... The churches are not doing what they're supposed to do. The schools aren't doing what they're supposed to do. And we have generations growing up who have no idea what they're supposed to do. And so somebody says, here, I'll give you $60 a day to go out and carry a sign and act like you hate this country. Um, and then after several weeks of doing that, if that fizzles out, you can collect unemployment. And if that fizzles out, you can collect disability for the rest of your life and live easy. And there are actually, there is a, actually a large portion of our country who believes that's true and that the government should provide things. We are a self-governing nation. That's what they don't understand. These, these people, these places in Washington and in our state capitals are there to house our servants, those who work for the people. It's not... They're not there to provide us with our food, our education, our housing, our brains, our bodies, nothing. They're there as the federal government, the executive branch is there to protect the country and its borders from aggressors, from enemies. The judicial branch is there 
to check any kind of law that might have been put on the books or tried to be put on the books that is against the Constitution, like they're checking health care right now. We'll see how that turns out. Uh, and the the um, legislative branch is the you know the House of Representatives and the Senators of Congress. They're there to represent the states and the people of those states in a way that allows laws federally to be written to support what the states are doing. The state legislatures and mayors and governors are around us to provide what the people need to have life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Not to stop them, not to take away their, their First or Second Amendment rights, not to change the Constitution or shred it, not to do any of those things. They're there to serve the people. That's called a republic. Not a democracy, but a republic. We are a democratic republic because we vote. And even that is corrupted now. It's full of fraud. Um, and we have people in office who were elected via fraud. But we have a lot of stuff to do because our younger generations, and I mean anybody under the age of 50, um, are in big trouble. And if you're over the age of 50, you, you kind of we either messed it up or we've had our chance. Yeah, we've got you know a couple few decades left to live, and hopefully we can at least guide something and change something so that those behind us can live. But the main part of our lives, the main thrust of our growth is over. We're like a tree that doesn't grow anymore. It still has leaves. It still has branches. It still does its thing every year. It does its thing every day. It bends in the wind and it stands strong. But we're not going to grow anymore physically. We're not actually, if you're over the ages of 60, 70, 80, you don't grow a lot more mentally or emotionally either you've come through those phases of your energy and you should have enough experience to be a little wiser you should have enough education to be a little smarter you should have um, enough emotion from your past that has been cleared and cleansed to be a little stronger um, but you're not going to grow a whole lot. You're going to have a lot more growth in your children than you are as an older person because they have a lot further to go. It's like when things speed up. You know, as you get older, everything seems to go faster. That's because we have less time to make up and do all the things that we want to do, whereas somebody who's eight years old has 80 years ahead of them, so things seem to go slower. Time is irrelevant, really, because it just—it's—it's a—it's um, a marker, and we use it to delineate things and to box things in. But but time—it either stands still or doesn't exist or speeds by. There's nothing else in our in our environment that does that but time. But we don't have a lot of that—a lot of time left for our generation and the generations behind us to get a hold of and a handle on all that's going on to change what is is happening to not only the United States but to the entire world. We used to be the beacon. We used to be the number one. We used to be the place to go, the, the, um, the haven of democracy and freedom, the, the uh, land of opportunity. And we're losing it. We've actually lost a lot of it under Obama. 
And it was planned that way. It's been planned for decades since they killed Kennedy. And he, his last speech said, we don't need private groups and secret organizations. And, and he was going to expose those. And so they got rid of them. Um, and ever since then, well, actually since the 20s, they've been trying since uh, they, they were uh, friends with Nazi Germany, some of our leaders. And, and when World War II was over, after they'd made profits on both sides of that war, a lot of um, those Germans and others who believed in those things came to our country and came to our labs and our governments, etc. And, and um, we've been fighting this progressive movement for a long time. Ronald Reagan talked about the progressives and the liberals. And all they were is a different name for communists. Um, communists have their beliefs. They think that everybody should live in a commune and be the same. Well, look around you. Go back to the earth and go back to nature. I'm sitting here looking at at least 40, 50, 60 different kinds of trees, probably 150 different kinds of flowers, and who knows how many different kinds of weeds and grasses um, and birds and other animals are around me. You can probably hear some of them. None of them are the same. They don't live in a commune. They are part of a community. They are interdependent. Not dependent, but interdependent. Which means, yeah, you, you depend on water and rain and sunshine and, and uh, fertilization to keep you know reproducing and all those things. You are independent because you're an individual and you need to think for yourself. If you're a tree or in a bush, you need to look like you're supposed to look and with not, without anyone judging how you look except saying, yeah, I like that. Um, but you're interdependent because without the root systems, without the water trails that, that follow underneath the ground, without the birds and the bees, many of these things wouldn't exist. So we are an independent nation who depends on each other in many ways to get ahead, to live, to survive, who need to become interdependent so that we can rely on each other to stand by the Constitution, to believe in our country, to believe in freedom, and to fight for it independently and interdependently. Uh, that's a hard concept for some people. I use the word interdependence and they just don't get it. Most people are codependent. Codependent means that they can't live without the other person actually guiding and controlling them in most cases. We are a codependent nation, at least half of us, because we believe that the government should control us, tell us what to do, when to do it, who to do it with, how long, where, for how much money, um, whether we should or shouldn't. And there are many people who, when the government doesn't do that, they don't know how to survive, so they are codependent. They're not interdependent, they're codependent. We need government in a very limited way because we aren't big enough as individuals, independent people, um, to go protect all our borders and, and provide roads and highways so that we can transport goods and we used to. When we first started this country, we had people who started the roads. It wasn't the government. We had people who grew things on the land and transported them after they built their wagons to take to other places. It wasn't the government. We had people who automatically would help a stranger who came to the door and was homeless. It wasn't the government. We had people who, when that stranger came to the door, put them to work. 
It wasn't the government. It gave them, he, that we had people who gave them something to do that, uh, uh, that might help them acquire a skill, but gave them a reason for being, not the government. It's interdependence. So maybe we need a declaration of interdependence. We had a declaration of independence from King George, the seventh or sixth or whatever he was, um, so that we wouldn't be taxed without representation and we would be free of the shackles of, of um, that kind of government. And over the last couple hundred years, we've tried to we've tried to grow a country that is independent. But I think what we have to look out look at now is interdependence. How do we depend on each other to support that constitution and that declaration of independence to move forward as an interdependent country and society and community as a unit, just like you're trying to do in your own households and, and your own friendships in your classrooms if you're kids who are having trouble finding kids who even understand who you are so that we don't die and we don't kill ourselves. And in the process, we don't kill our republic and kill our freedom. Get involved, people. Get educated. Learn history. Learn how we are repeating it. Learn what you can do as an individual. Find your own strengths within you and your weaknesses so that you can build them into strengths. So that you can lead, so you can be part of the community that is uh, guided by someone who has the experience and the wisdom, the knowledge, um, who has done the work, the internal work on themselves to, to see what's going on and, and move forward for growth in whatever positive way we can. Do the work. Get involved. Don't be bored. Don't play games. We don't have any time left. That little indicator that says time has run out. Um... November's coming, but don't wait for November. Don't wait for November. There's a lot happening right now, and um, it won't matter what happens in November if we don't change things now. So uh, that tires me out. <clears throat> I hope I don't have the FBI here today. But anyway, spread the word. Uh, tell people, listen, you can, again, go to earthwalk-usa.com and learn a lot of things about many things. There are links on there about health, about books, about music, so if you're that kind of person. There are links on there about politics. There are blogs from the past that will kind of astonish you. Um, predictions, not so much this year. I was told at the beginning of the year not to predict, but I can predict this. The changes that you're seeing are nothing compared to the changes you're going to see. And those volcanoes I talked about that are dormant will be dormant no more. Those tornadoes that ripped apart the country last year will do it again. The hurricanes that devastated will happen. The earthquakes, where they usually are, will still be there, and so will the ones that nobody thought about because we have it all around us. And if the weather and the earth doesn't show you, doesn't indicate to you that you're not paying attention to what's happening politically and socially around the world, then I suggest that you do something very quickly to learn, to see, to hear, and to take some action for yourself, for your family, for whoever your extended family is, for your country. Do it now. This is Raina G. Thanks for listening.